Hey, welcome back everyone. My name is David Harper. I'm here with uh, my good friend Ryan, uh, my good friend Chris. We're going to talk a little bit more about him in a minute. But welcome back to another episode of the Melton Mission. Today we're going to focus on our safety department, which uh, Chris right here has got a wealth of knowledge he's going to talk with us about. Um, but again, man, guys, I'm a, I'm a Marine Corps veteran myself, uh, 10 years on active duty. Ryan, tell us. Uh, I was in the Army four years as an 88 Mike, which that is a truck driver. Uh, for all you uh, Marines, Navy, and Air Force guys. Uh, yeah, about it. He's trying to dumb it down for us. I appreciate that. Yeah, right? no problem. Okay, so again, our guest for today is Mr. Chris Vargas. Chris, uh, you're a veteran yourself. Tell us a little bit about your time in the military. All right, yes, I was in the Army for about 12 years as an ammunition specialist as 89 Bravo, for those of you that are in the Army and Reserves. Um, I started off up at Fort Drum, went down to Fort Stewart, got to go overseas a couple times, went to Iraq and Afghanistan, and after that I actually became a recruiter, which is how I got my start here at Mountain Truck Lines is in recruiting. Awesome. I did a tour on recruiting as well. Nice. Definitely interesting, different, different. It is. It's a different beast entirely. Yeah. How long have you been out of the Army? I've been out for about um, five and a half years now. Okay. So last five and a half years, all in transportation? All in transportation, being here at Milton Truck Lines. Awesome. Okay, great. Okay, Chris, so part of the reason why we do these videos is we like to, um, you know, share some information with veterans who are possibly considering getting into trucking. Um, they might be in CDL school right now, or they might already have their foot in the door with the trucking company. But we just kind of like to be transparent as a company, be educational, and help them understand what the environment and what the you know situation looks like in the, the landscape of trucking. So we've talked about uh, training, we've talked about road training, we've talked about driver services. There's other parts and other departments of the company we've discussed, but now we're going to talk about safety and. Anybody who's ever been in the military understands that safety is paramount. You know, you have all those different um, levels of safety within the military, starting with the most basic, which is your weapon safety rules, right? Yes. Uh, my son just turned uh, uh, 10 years old. He got a new gun for, uh, nice. a new BB gun for uh, Christmas. So I had to teach him the weapon safety rules, you know what I mean? So it's something that we kind of live by on a daily basis here at Melton, right? So before we jump into safety, though, you've been here for five and a half years. I think you've done just a little bit of everything here, right? I have. Um, so, like I said, I started off in recruiting. Okay. did that for about uh, almost two years. Then I moved over to the um, compliance department, actually, where I worked in compliance for about, also for about two years. Then I moved down to orientation and worked there for 18 months. Now I'm back in good old safety doing safety training. Awesome. Awesome. Orientation, what were you doing there? I was actually the lead orientation instructor, just making sure that everything kind of moved forward and the trainings that we were doing was what we were supposed to be doing. Okay. So how's that transition from orientation over here to safety, how's that been for you? Um, it's actually been a huge help being in orientation before, um, being in for safety training, because I get to see all the type of trainings that we actually give in orientation, so I know what the drivers are lacking out there on the road. Okay. And since I'm in safety now, I get to see all the, unfortunately, all the accidents, all the load shifts, and I can build trainings actually to focus on that kind of stuff as well. Okay. So those of you who've seen some of our episodes before, you know that Ryan uh, has been part of our military team here, and uh, you've actually transitioned from the military team over to safety to help support our mission to support not only our veterans, but all of our drivers. Yes. So what does that look like for you, Ryan? What are you doing now on a daily basis uh, versus what you were doing, you know, supporting veterans on a day-to-day -day basis? So for what I do now is it's like basically a compliance uh, coordinator. I uh, 
basically make sure that all of our drivers are keeping their physicals, their license, all that up to date. We also uh, do some uh, monitoring if like they were to like have a, a ticket or like for some reason their medical didn't get processed and their license is like coming up for like suspension. We get notifications to be able to reach out to them and let them know, hey, this is an issue we need to get it resolved before we end up having to stop you out there on the road. Okay, so you're just, you're helping these guys keep all their personal documents yeah. legal basically. So if a guy's out on the road, he's got a, uh, his physical, for example, is coming up, it's gonna expire in the next couple we, months. Yeah, but, yeah, we notify them, notify them through their Qualcomm, let them know, hey, you got about a month before your license or your physical is coming up to date, please go get it updated and send it to me so I can update in the folder just in case they ever were to lose their medical card. We can send them a new copy of it. Okay. That way they can always have it with them. Perfect. That's awesome. So those who uh, don't know, I actually went to CDL school myself, a little plug for myself here. So went to, uh, went did some CDL training, got my class A CDL, and I already know that I'm going to completely forget when that CDL or that, that medical card is about to expire. So I'm going to have to rely on guys like you to remind me so I can keep my CDL up. Yeah, we can get in the forward. Yeah. So uh, is, there, is there anything that... Um, that, uh, you know, and I know you've only been doing this role briefly, so you still got a lot in front of you. Yeah, for sure. But is there is there anything that you can think of in your short amount of time over there that you might be able to share some tips or tricks for drivers for working with safety and making sure that they're doing the things that they got to do to stay legal? Uh, pay attention to the Qualcomm. Respond to us when we reach out to them. And send it back to us. That way we can pull them off the off the list. Because if we can't update it, we don't know that they've actually completed it. So if they're just going around, they go out and do the physical, let us know that they got it done so we can update it and help them out if they ever were to lose it. Well, it boils down to communication. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't know about the Army and the Marine Corps. We used to say, shoot, move, communicate. I guess here in trucking is drive, move, and communicate, right? <laughs> yeah, but communication's key. That's awesome. So, um, Chris, can you tell us maybe what a day-to-day -day type of operation for you look like. What are you doing to connect or support drivers? Um, what I generally do on a daily basis is I um, go through all of the emails as first thing. Emails is always first thing that everybody in safety does. We gotta see what happened that night. Because um, truck drivers, you drive all time of day, all time of night, so things unfortunately do happen at night. So first thing is always go through those emails and seeing what I can help for, with first thing in the morning. I can help with the guys' logs, or if they hasn't load shipped or something like that, we can reach out to the driver and help them out first thing so they can get on the road. Um, after that, I start focusing more on stuff that I do more with safety training. After going through all the emails, I can get an idea of what we're missing, what we're lacking in training, and kind of start building that monthly trainings for that. Because we put out monthly training every single month that's a little bit different. We go to operations, we go to maintenance, we go with safety, of course, and make sure that everybody has something to put out there for that training because it's not just safety that people need training on it's the entire company so so you talk about training like monthly training can you give me an idea give me a couple of examples okay. of some training that a driver might see on a regular basis um, logs is actually one of the biggest one because logs average of service um, compliance is one of the most complicated things that we run into and just because auditing logs is also difficult because it's a bunch of bars a bunch of graphs and unless you know what you're looking at it looks like a bunch of bar graphs and that's pretty much it um, other than logs, we always have something to do with safety and load securement, of course. Like, 
whatever that we have the biggest load securements that week, we make sure to try to give that kind of training. For example, we've had a lot of prescient loads that have been shifting lately. So we did a video and we're gonna put that out for the training as for prescient loads, so teach drivers how to properly secure that load when they get it. They can just sit there, they can watch the video, they can rewind it, fast forward it, and just get all that securement techniques that they need to secure that load safely. Gotcha. So it sounds like the training really, a lot of the focus is on preventative measures. Yes, right. because that's pretty much what safety is. Yep. If we can prevent everything that's happening, there you don't need a safety department. Exactly. Because we're all good to go, but unfortunately that isn't how that works, and we have to be there, we have to be able to um, get that information from the drivers, what happened, so we can reach out, coach them properly, because drivers, they can get really flustered sometimes in these situations. I mean, you're in this 80,000 pound vehicle going 65 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour down the road, and they've got little four-wheel drive cars just darting in and out of everything, and it's very stressful to be out there. Yeah. So you have to be able to slow down, take a couple breaths, remember the five keys of the Smith system, and just take it easy. And that's kind of the safety department just pushes that. If we can get there, we'll be okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so Chris, so we know that a driver, you know, has a great relationship, hopefully, with their driver manager, their operations team. But safety is, you know, the safety department is almost in a lot of ways just as big as far as supporting our drivers. Yes. So do you have drivers that are comfortable? Do you feel like drivers are comfortable reaching out to you and the other people over at safety? When they have questions about, you talked about load shift or how yes. to properly secure load, do you see or feel that our drivers are comfortable reaching out to you at safety to pick your brain, ask some questions, or get some guidance on you know, whether it's securing a load or how to, you know, scale a load or whatever that would look like. I would definitely say yes for that. And that's one of the things that I love about Mountain Truck Lines in particular. It's because most of the time whenever you talk to a driver about safety, they're terrified about calling into safety, like they're in trouble, something's wrong. But our safety department's a little bit different in that sense. Is that you call in, we give you some guidance, we give you some coaching, and even if you did something wrong, we kind of put a spin on it to where what did you learn from it? Right. What did you? What can you do better from this next time? As long as you learn something from that, safety is usually pretty happy, depending on the situation, of course. Um, like I said, our safety department is not like others out there. We want you to call in, we want you to call us for that kind of help, because drivers out there. Like there's so many different techniques out there for securement. There's so many different types of loads out there that we understand that you may not have that technique in your mind right now. You may just have forgotten about it from orientation because there's been a lot of information that's been thrown into your mind since then. Every different load that you get is extremely different. So you may sit there and look at like, how am I going to do this? Give safety a call. One of us will help you out and make it happen. It's, you have to make that call first. And yeah. the fact that we talk to our drivers and we give that positive reinforcement to them so regularly that the drivers feel comfortable calling in. We have drivers that work here for 10, 15, 20 years. A big part of it is because how we treat them. We right. treat them with respect. We treat them not just as a number, not just as a driver code, but as David, as Ryan. Like we treat them as drivers, actual as people. Right. And not just it's not just the same. And that's a great point. That goes right along with our culture, which we've talked about before, right? Um, we, we don't want a driver to feel like another number, right. right? We want to be able to have those personal relationships with them. And I know it's a pretty common, you know, stigma out there as a driver, they want to stay as far away from safety as they possibly can. If they're dealing with safety, that means there's probably an issue, right. you know, they've done something wrong. But you guys kind of take a little bit different uh, viewpoint on it, right? Yes. You want to have those open lines of communication. You want to work with drivers and have them feel comfortable. 
like connect them with you for any reason. Is yes. that right? Yeah, we want the drivers to feel comfortable calling me like, hey, I made a mistake, this is what happened. And not get from our uh, MVR monitoring site isn't where we want to find out something, something happens. Right. We yeah. want the drivers to feel comfortable calling us and be like, hey, I messed up, this is what happened, and you know, I'm not gonna do it again. So we what's an MVR monitoring site? Uh, so yeah, ours is called Supervision. Uh, so uh, we'll get like random MVRs ran like periodically on drivers and it'll come up like, hey, they had a speeding ticket. And it's really nice looking in that uh, in our, looking at their profile, seeing that we've already listed it. They've already talked about it. It's already in there and it's been noted. Not as great when I go in there and I see it and it's not been listed. They haven't told us about it. So again, comes back to communication. MVR is the motor vehicle record. Yes. So that's something that you guys do on a consistent basis is monitor these motor vehicle records or MVRs. Daily. And whenever there's a new violation or something like that that occurred, it's going to show up on that MVR, right? Yes, it is. And so it's always what you're saying is you guys try to open up that dialogue to where you're having those discussions before you ever find out later down the road through the MVR, right? Yes. Okay. So what, what are some common reasons that you would think a driver wouldn't reach out to you guys to say, hey, I had this violation, or hey, I had this issue with my load, or hey, I was, you know, I, I didn't talk to someone before securing the load and I properly should have. What would you think are some common reasons? Have you had any common answers from drivers on why they're avoiding that? A lot of them are afraid to from past experiences. Like a lot of people are afraid that they, to say that they messed up. That's yeah. a big one. Um, like, simple backing into a fence at a chipper it's sometimes it's a big deal sometimes it's not some drivers will tell us about it some drivers won't right but we're going to find out about it that's the main thing about it like we're all, we always find out about it the company calls us tell us about it but the drivers not feeling comfortable calling us was is our more our bigger concern and we want you to call us if you have any issues out there just so, even if it's just you calling because you have a you're having a terrible freaking day and you want to call and talk to somebody. There is somebody that even in safe that will talk to you. We'll sit there and we'll talk to you for 10, 15 minutes. We'll make you feel better about the day and just try to build that rapport with you guys so that you have the willingness to call in. So that's a pretty common trait among veterans is accountability, right? Yes. So even as a new driver, right, in a new company in a new industry, so you're saying that you feel it's better if there is a, a minor issue or any type of issue where they backed into a pole out of a, you know, at a customer's or a company, um, you, you feel like it's best for them to reach out, talk with you guys about it, let you know what the situation looks like, yes. and figure out the best solution for how to move forward? Yeah, figure out the best solution how to move forward and to coach them on that situation that happens. Like, hey, this is the situation you're in. Uh, if I were to put you in the exact same situation, what would you do differently? Right. And see what they say. And if they're if they're like, oh, I don't really know, I couldn't do this, couldn't do that, then we just we'll step in and be like, well, I'm looking at the at the video for the accident that happened. I've got Google Maps up here. I'm seeing the entire area of what's on. And if you had done these three different things, you could have avoided this entire situation entirely. Right. And the driver's like, oh wow, I didn't even think about that. I can bring up Google Maps. I can just bring it. I can just look at the site, Google Earth, something like that. You can get a lot better view of what you're doing. Yeah, perfect. So it's, I mean, you know, in the military, it's just repetition repetition when it comes to training right yes kind of a, a similar deal here it's all about 
hey, how can I review what I'm doing? How can I get better what I'm doing, right? Yes. So I think that's a, a big, I mean, the, the mindset that you guys have of, you know, hey, we don't want to put fear into drivers because we're a safety department. We want that to be invited so that we can train to, to perfection, basically, right? Exactly. So I think that's big, and I think that's key. It's, it's, you know, as a driver, and I'm not a driver, but I know a lot of drivers, especially veterans, you know, having those different layers of support is really big. It means something to them, you know. Yes. So, again, there's that stigma in most safety departments. So I love the fact that you guys try to kind of go against the grain, do something a little bit different. Definitely. So, Chris, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago, you know, drivers can drive, you know, all kinds of different hours. You know, they can be uh, on the road early, they can be on the road late. There's a lot of different scenarios there. Now, you're not in the office 24-7, are you? I am not. No. Okay. <laughs> so, let's say if you're at home, the safety department's at home, right? They're not available. They're offline. How are these drivers getting support when you're away until you get back in that seat? There's actually a lot of different resources that they have. Um, the main one is calling the extended coverage. We always have people here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They can help operations questions, load securement questions. Um, we also have an after-hour safety person that works over the weekends in particular, so if you have any issues over the weekend. And there's also a, a strong mentor presence in the actual road trainer and the fleet itself. So if uh, a lot of the road trainers out there, you can call them at any time of the day and they'll answer the phone and help you with any problem that you have. So if you are unable to get a hold of safety, unable to get a hold of extended coverage or something happens and it's just a load scammer question, you can call your mentor. Yeah, and he's, he's a driver just like them, He's right? just a driver, yep. He okay. Probably, usually it's their road trainer. If they're a trainee, they come in without any experience, they go out with that road trainer for three weeks. That's usually their mentor after that. They can always call that, that driver trainer for any question or problems that they have. Okay. I've also seen um, a lot of social media efforts that you guys do. You know, on our operations Facebook page, all the time I see drivers go in there and they post pictures about a load or ask questions about a load or a route that they've never been on. And it looks like there's a ton of support from all time, you know, from safety, from drivers, from other departments who really it's like 24 seven, no matter where you are, you can get someone on the phone, you can get someone through like a mentor, you can get something through social media and Facebook, is that Definitely. right? You can actually get all up to VPs, because all of our VPs are on that Melton Operation yeah, page as well. I see them all the time. And you see, yeah, you see them all the time, they're answering questions, they're posting stuff. So it's not just us at the bottom that are answering all these questions, it's like, you, it's the entire echelon of the Melton Truck Lines that's on this page that's helping these drivers out. Right. And I think really, this is my opinion, tell me what you think, the goal is support, right? In my opinion, I like to describe it as like 360-degree support. We put support around the driver so that no matter what time of day, no matter what the situation is, they have someone they can lean on and get support from. That's right. It's one of the things that we say down in safety is that if you get a driver on the phone, it doesn't matter if it's your job or not, help the driver. Yep. Solve the problem. Absolutely. Or get him to the place that he needs to be. Right. So, Chris, a little bit ago you talked about logs and kind of monitoring these logs, and that can be, I'm sure a tedious type of activity for you know the safety department what would you say is the most common issue or error for drivers when it comes to keeping their logs in order when it comes to keeping their logs in order is a couple of different factors uh, one of the main one is being on the right status for the right what you're doing so if you're in the seat of birth make sure that you're on seat of birth or off duty because either are okay 
Um, make sure you're not on the drive line when you're trying to sleep, obviously, if you're not, or if you're on duty, because all that means is the first thing you're going to do the next morning is call safety to get your logs fixed. Right. Which is not the first thing you want. You want to get up, get your pre-trip ready, and you want to hit the road. You don't want to call safety and spend the next 30 to 45 minutes trying to fix your logs because you didn't do what you were supposed to last night. That goes back to, I was in CDL school again, another plug, you're welcome. But uh, <laughs> they would say, log it when you do it, do it when you log it, right? That's right. So it's just creating that that habit, that activity of every time you move from one duty status to the next, making sure that you're changing that that That's status right. in the system, right? That's right, because when you get, if you stop by DOT or you go to a scale house and they look at your logs, you have to be current to your last duty station or last duty assignment. Right. Last duty, duty, last duty status. status. Yeah, there you go. So it's very easy to do when it comes to the electronic log, ELD, because it kind of keeps it for you. So as long as you're putting your on drive line, you go off duty, you do everything you're supposed to on ELD, it's keeping that up. When you start doing paper logs, that's when it starts getting a little bit gray because it's harder to keep track of sometimes. Right. Okay, so Chris, I guess lastly, kind of taking a step back, looking at the big picture, right? So this, uh, the episodes that we do here is really to kind of introduce different departments, uh, different elements of the company, all in hopes of help educating someone or you know a veteran who's going to be coming to work for us or any other company for that matter right so from your piece of the puzzle when it comes to safety what is the biggest thing or the biggest tip or suggestion you can share with someone who's looking to come into the tra uh, trucking world so if you're transitioning from the military world to the trucking world keep your discipline that's one of my main things that I would love to say is keep the discipline because through orientation and how in safety, one of the big things that we notice is that veterans act differently than other drivers. They're more productive, they just have a better attitude about it in general. If things go wrong, most of the time they just roll with the punches instead of having a bigger problem. It's kind of embrace the suck situation because yeah. that's what we all were trained to do because we have a job, we're going to do the job. That's just how it works. You need to go from being in the military with your camaraderie and, and your team to just another team, but you get into work kind of just on your own, which is a lot of drivers love being able to work on their own because it's your day, your truck, you're the captain of that ship, and you get to, to say where how it, how it gets ran. Yeah, I hear that a lot. It, you know, I hear the word accountability a lot. You know, as a leader in the military, you know, um, there's a lot of accountability for other people, right? Yes. As a professional flatbed truck driver, your accountability is to yourself. That's right. Right? So that's pretty cool. But having that support and being able to lean on a company that's there to make sure that you're successful is really, really big. Um, Ryan, uh, I, again, I know this is a, a newer role for you that you're still kind of getting your feet wet and you got a lot in front of you. Um, any tips, suggestions, or anything that you could throw out for someone who's looking to get into trucking? It's looking to get into trucking. Or maybe they already got their foot in the door. Just anyone yeah. in general. Yeah, just go and roll it. Uh, I'd probably say communication, uh, being able to reach out, talk to people. If you got a problem, let somebody know. Uh, can't fix anything we don't know about, so always encourage drivers to let us know the problems. Don't wait for us to find out the problem, and then that makes it a bigger problem. Right. So definitely let us know. Okay. Um, guys, I appreciate your time. I think uh, uh, very helpful talking about the safety department and really just kind of breaking down that that stigma of safety is bad, right? right. Stay away from safety. Um, you know, it's all, again, it's all about the creating the culture and the environment to ensure that our drivers understand that they have the support, right, the, available, and to encourage them to lean on that 
because ultimately we want to see them be successful, That's right. right? We want to see them go out there and, and, you know, create awesome careers, further their careers, you know, increase their versatility as a driver, increase their skill sets, and be learning consistently, right? right. So again, guys, I appreciate your time. Uh, Safety Department, love you guys. And uh, we'll be back again with another uh, episode of the Melton Mission. Uh, of course, we're going to have a new uh, special guest. Not going to share who it's going to be yet, but we'll plan on seeing you guys soon. All right, thanks.